Welcome to the podcast, In and Through exists to equip the church to be hearers and doers of the word. My name is Tim. And my name is Marshall. All right, Marshall. We don't have time for the how you doings. We don't? We we got a lot to cover. Okay. This is a, a good episode. I hope so. And our listener is waiting for us to make up for last week <laughs> and might not even give us the full episode. <laughs> I know normally I, I talk about both our listeners mm. as if we have two. Right. One guy gave up on us last week. Oh, no. So now we're down to one. That's my guess. I don't know. We can check <laughs> analytics later. We'll get Alex to look into that. I actually have no idea how many people listen to this. Yeah, neither do I. No idea. And when I say listener, it might just be you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you could be the listener that I keeps can, us going. Can you imagine? That, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that my heart just got sad. What do justification and sanctification mean? Mm. That is question 32. That is. It's a big question. Yeah. It's got two big themes in one. Mm-hmm. Kind of squish them together. Yeah. But hopefully as we unpack it later on in the episode, people will understand why these two are put together. Yeah, I think so. I, I think for all the things that they've asked, like dividing these two into their own parts... They each deserve their own part, but I I also see where they come together. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what are some ways mm-hmm. that people have chosen to answer this question that just don't jive? Okay. So I think in regards to justification, um, I think the the main one is just that our our good works contribute to our justification. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Justification, when we are justified by God, we kind of get to a, a almost neutral place. Like the debt is cleared, but then we can somehow incur more debt. Right. And so we need to, you know, do more. Um, or, or this idea that like, yes, I'm justified, but if I don't do enough, I can potentially lose my justification before God. Right. So we justify ourselves. I, I, I don't think most people would word it this way, but in, in practicality and in, in the way it plays out, mm-hmm. we justify ourselves and Jesus stamps that with a stamp of approval. Right. Um, and sometimes even multiple degrees, right? Like there are, there are degrees of justification and second levels of Christianity and, mm-hmm. and, and multiple levels of, of righteousness before God, um, but we all know you can't triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> it's either stamped right, or it's not. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, this is kind of, I mean, clearly we see this issue or this mistake corrected in Scripture. Man is not justified by works of the law. Uh, Galatians 3.10, all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, for it's written, cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. So, because we know that it's impossible to fully uh, follow God's law, leaning on that as a basis for our justification is dead in the water from day one. Absolutely. It, it has no value unless it is fulfilled completely and, and permanently. So that, that's, that's the problem there. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think another error, I guess, in regards to this idea of justification is that Sometimes people might think you can separate justification from 
our union with Christ. Right? So we have to understand that it's Christ's righteousness that justifies us. And I don't want to answer the question before we get to that part, but Mm -hmm. um, it's being united to him by faith that we receive his righteousness. So there's no, you cannot be justified before God apart from being united to Christ. Um, It's not some, like you said, not some kind of like abstract stamp of approval. Um, where you get your free pass to heaven. It is something that is given to you when you are united to Christ. Yeah, I, I would add to that. Some some teach that justification and sanctification are the same thing. They are not. Um, in that they would say sanctification is not a process. Mm. It's an event, mm-hmm. uh, which either confuses it with justification or glorification, mm-hmm. uh, but doesn't allow that those are events. Mm-hmm. Sanctification is process. True. Kind of. I might disagree slightly, but we'll wait till we get there. We'll wait till we get there. I like it. We'll wait till we get there. Okay. How about some wrong answers on sanctification? Okay. Okay. I'll go. I'll go. Um, The main one is that this aspect, the sanctification aspect of our salvation is entirely in our hands. Right. Right. God does the justification thing. And now we pull up our sleeves and do the work and do the sanctification thing, right? That Mm -hmm. it's like our part. So similar to justification, but just applied to sanctification. Yeah, just applied to sanctification, right? So so God God sees you as justified, but now you got to go out there and do the hard work to make yourself holy. Right. Um, I think another thing is something you alluded to actually in um, the conversation about justification is the idea of uh, achieving a higher status. This idea of the true Christian life, and it's expressed itself in different ways, right? There's like the the Keswick teaching yep. of like perfection, or even the Pentecostal teaching of second blessing, right? Right, that emphasizes this additional experience as the means for true sanctification or a degree of holiness that is higher than your other brothers and sisters who haven't you know, whatever, spoken in tongues or haven't prophesied or haven't achieved this, you know, theoretical sinless state. Um, So I think that's, you know, that's a problem because it doesn't emphasize what the Bible actually has to say about sanctification. Yeah, and and that's something that was dealt with also in Baptist churches through 70s, 80s, 90s, Mm -hmm. uh, during the era of of really hard decisionism mm-hmm. where it was walk an aisle, sign a card, um, and you're saved kind of a thing. Sure. Uh, where where that's, that's where they start really leaning on the once saved, always saved kind of metaphor, which is a little bit different than perseverance of the saints. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the mindset of the church was conformed to be because an event took place, mm. that person is a Christian, no matter what the fruit of their life proves. Sure. They went at VBS when they were nine and prayed this prayer, Mm. and that life completely off the rails only shows that Christ is their Lord, but he is their Savior. So they divided between God as Savior and Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, John MacArthur comes against this hard in the gospel according to Jesus Christ with the concept of lordship salvation mm-hmm. um, that if he's not your lord you've never placed your faith in him to be your savior right uh, but that division 
is very common. Yeah. And and that reminder that Christ is our Lord, though, can be taken to... Um, it can be expressed in an unhealthy extreme of legalism, right? Mm-hmm. You you need an acceptable level of obedience in order to be accepted. Right. You are not being sanctified unless you are doing all of these things, wearing the right clothes and right. listening to the right music. And, and the pendulum swing of that is just that, well, you've prayed a prayer, yeah, and so it doesn't matter if he's not your Lord. He's bound to be your savior. You've been justified. Sanctification is only for those who want to be obedient believers, mm-hmm. not to be believers. Right. <laughs> uh, which is a fascinating delineation mm-hmm. to draw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So oh, let's look at what the catechism has to say on this question. It says, Justification means our declared righteousness before God, made possible by Christ's death and resurrection for us. Sanctification means our gradual growing righteousness made possible by the Spirit's work in us. I love this answer. It's a really good answer. I just need to say that because of the way we picked apart last week. Right. (laughs) I love every element of this answer. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, so after reading that answer, and and as we kind of will begin to unpack it a bit, I, I like... I like that they put the two together because there is a significant relationship between the two. You don't have one without the other ever. Right. You you don't. Right. Um, they are, in a sense, I mean, like like all of the aspects of our salvation, they are they are a package deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but because um, they are two different things, like we are affirming that. But they are they are related things, and and one is a consequence of of the other, um, and we got to make sure we get the order of those correct as well. Yeah, and and I think we spend a lot of time talking about what they're not. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what they are. All right, justification. Justification has to do with righteousness. Has to do with like our legal standing, as we understand kind of God's will being expressed in law. As, as this is what he wants for his people, being justified is being declared righteous before God by God himself. Right. So let's, let's go to the Bible for a specific reading on this. Okay. Isaiah 53, 10 and 11. This is the Christian Standard Bible. Oh, nice. The CSB. Oh. I was going to do this with the... Um, uh, NASB, and I realized I don't have an NASB. Uh-oh. John MacArthur, because he's our one listener, is <laughs> listening to this thinking, what kind of pastor doesn't own There's a NASB? new one, too, coming out. I can't find the mine. Legacy Standard Bible, you heard of that? No. Okay, it doesn't matter. Yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. When you make him a guilt offering, he will see his seed. He will prolong his days. And by his hand, the Lord's pleasure will be accomplished. Mm. After his anguish, he will see light and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many. And he will carry their iniquities. Mm. The first thing I'd point out is it is entirely 
the will of God and the work of his servant mm-hmm. that justifies. Yeah, justification is an act of God. Right. right. An, an act of God by the will of God. Mm-hmm. Those justified in this passage and in others are passive recipients mm-hmm. of that justification. Yeah. Now, just for fun, in the original Hebrew, okay, fun. The word there for justification is tzadak. Okay. We would transliterate that T S A D A Q. Tzadak. Uh, in the NASB, it's justify. In the NIV, dynamic equivalent, justify. Um, in the ESV and other literal uh, translations, it often says, well, NASB is a literal translation, not a dynamic equivalent, but it says, many to be made accounted righteous. Mm. So it just sort of spells out there mm-hmm. what justify means in that passage. So you read mm-hmm. along in the in the ESV, you won't find justify. You'll say he will cause many, make many to become righteous. Mm-hmm. Um Tzadak is also used in ways to talk about purity. Mm. In fact, at one point is used to talk about virginity. Mm. And so I, inside of this word being used to talk about justification, we learn a lot about justification in that it is the work of God by the will of God, not only to clean the dirty not only to heal the wound, but to make it as if the wound never happened. Right. It's not that we've been cut and healed, and yet the scar remains. It is as if we were never corrupted. Mm-hmm. That's what Sadak is illustrating to the original audience. Nice. And that is that is important in our understanding of justification because it reminds us that justification is not something that we have done and Christ has stamped. Mm-hmm. It's something that he has done. Yeah. And it is not something that is lost because of our ability, inability to maintain the gift given to us. Mm-hmm. And when we consider our justification and whether or not we are worthy, we are remembering scars and former stains that are no longer there Mm. because Christ has not cleaned up the mess with in such a way that there's a remnant Mm. or even evidence of those things lingering. There's nothing to be remembered cleaned as if we were never corrupted, healed without even the evidence of a scar. Mm, that's good. Yeah, I, and it's important for us to understand that the basif, basis of our justification is found in Christ. Now, the catechism says, made possible by Christ's death and resurrection. I would add his obedience to that mm-hmm. um, because um, not only is his death an atoning death, and his resurrection, a victory over death, and kind of a, a the foundation of our hope in our resurrection. But his obedience, like the fact that he did not sin in his earthly life, that standard of obedience is what is applied to us. 
That is what we're given. That's why that's why it's as though we were talking about um, we were talking about uh, school transcripts before we started recording. And it's as though rather than our our own kind of transcript of our grades, you know, being, you know, failing <laughs> essentially across the board. Um, when God looks at our quote unquote transcript, he sees a pluses across the board because we receive what Christ has done. His degree of perfect obedience is what is applied to us. So I think obedience is that maybe it, not to, not trying to poke holes, TGC, but just saying his obedience is also um, an important part of our justification, I think. Yeah, and, and very much present in Philippians chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Um, him becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Yeah. So justification is a, a one-time and permanent act. It is a thing that is done. You are justified. When we are made alive in Christ, mm-hmm. when we become followers of Christ, that is the point of justification. Right. Without even a blink of space. A person come to faith, made alive in Christ, that is the moment of justification. Mm-hmm. Nice. Let's talk about sanctification. Let's. Well, so sanctification um, related to justification, but not so much, the emphasis isn't really on so much on righteousness as it is on holiness, mm-hmm. which again are related, but not exactly the same thing. So it's the, um, well, what the catechism says are gradual growing righteousness, right? It's a, it's a process of being made holy. Right. But I think it's also a little bit more complicated than that. Um, God's holiness and the standard of his holiness for his people is perfection. Sure. Right. Um, so in our sanctification, we are made holy and we are being made holy. And I've got the scripture verse for this. Okay, let's okay. hear it. Hebrews ten fourteen. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Right. So there is an already not yet aspect to the process of sanctification. In, in, in the mind of God, mm-hmm. it, is, it is a done deal. It is simply in our in our finite temporal existence that it is not yet a done deal. He has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Is there any space for that first portion of being made righteous? Being perfected. To, yeah. Being perfected to be the act of just the act of justification. Having been made righteous. Mm-hmm. Uh, as is literally the translation for Tzadok in the ESV mm. for Isaiah fifty three eleven. Mm-hmm. Could could that verse be showing us justification and sanctification? Yeah, perhaps. I mean, justification is you are you are deemed righteous. You are deemed right mm-hmm. to be perfectly. So obedient. it has been done. Yeah, but. The, and then processionally, sanctification is being done. Sure. I just, when I read it, I say has perfected seems to be something that seems to be almost more um, tangible than simply our legal standing before God. It seems to be something that is more, um, mm, uh, what's the right word? Oh man, this isn't good to do. I lose my 
my train of thought on on a podcast, but it seems to be more effectual, I guess, um, because if we are a holy people, mm-hmm. right, it means that we have been set apart. So there is a sense in which we already are a holy people being made holy. Um, Agreed. So, Agreed. But this is what it looks like to cordially disagree. Fair enough. I, I, I think that there's in that a greater description of justification and sanctification simultaneously. Mm. Having been made righteous, um, the definition of Tzadak, uh, and in the process of becoming righteous, sanctification. Yeah. First um, Corinthians six eleven. Yep. First Corinthians six. Paul is talking about those who will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Those who are, you know, idolaters and sexually immoral and all that that sort of stuff. Uh, but then he says, "Such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God." But then in Philippians one six, we see this progressive thing, which says. I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So holding those kind of two uses of um, this concept that we can find in Scripture, this kind of already done, still going on thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's why I hold to where I hold, because because there are there are passages that speak to being sanctified as a thing that is done and still happening. So like Romans 8. Sure. The golden chain. Yeah, sure. But it also says glorified. Yeah. Which we know to be a future event. Right. Um, that's true. So that's just that's just my thought on it. Um, the That sanctification is a process. Mm-hmm. This is where we can get into some of the confusions you were talking about earlier, where, um, where sometimes it becomes, this is my work. Right. I can agree with Christ justified me, but sanctification is my work. Mm-hmm. To that I say yes and no. It is still the work of the Holy Spirit within us. But unlike justification, we participate in our sanctification. Yes. Continuing to work out our salvation as it is Christ who works in us both to will and to do. Yeah. So we participate, also Philippians chapter 2 for mm-hmm. reference, mm-hmm. Uh, we, we participate in the process of sanctification, but it is not an effort of our own works, Mm -hmm. which just sounds maddening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean that the, the verse that you quoted, right? It's him working in us that gives us the ability to will and to work. Right. right. So the source of our desire to walk in holiness and the source of any ability whatsoever that we have to walk in holiness doesn't start with us. It starts with him working in us and through us. Right. See what I did there? <laughs> so here's an illustration. Okay, go. I don't know how to credit this illustration. It's not it's not fully mine. I'm pretty sure it comes from C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity, okay. the end of Mere Christianity, um, not applied particularly to the interpretation of Philippians 2, um, and and somewhat twisted by me, but I don't even remember at this point how. Okay. So I, I say that just because if I just say, here's an illustration I have for you, someone's going to be like, that's Lewis, <laughs> uh, but not exactly. So it's whatever. It's a hybrid. Whatever this is. The illustration given is this. 
It's as if a child is being taught his letters by his mother, who puts the pen in the child's hand, wraps her hand around his, and writes. Mm. It is her knowledge, will, and effort that create anything intelligible at all. Mm-hmm. And it is the child's resistance that makes it look like a hot mess. <laughs> so your daughter, not able to write. Nope. That is, I mean, she's two. <laughs> for anyone for anyone who thinks I'm just calling she's, out. She's not a prodigy. Your, right. For anyone who thinks I'm calling out your daughter <laughs> for some <laughs> level of struggle. No, she's two. Mm-hmm. If you were to put the pen in her hand, mm-hmm. take your hand over hers, you could write her name. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to look the same as if you'd just done it yourself. Right. She has no capacity, physical or mental, to do this thing uh, in and of her own. And the more she is able to submit to you, mm. the better the work becomes. Yeah. And so... That is how I see sanctification. Nice. Yeah. Right? It is God's will and work. And my effort is obedience to his movement and reducing those fits and starts of resistance and going in my own direction, mm. um, but being led fully by him. Mm-hmm. That is how I would identify what it means to be participating in our own sanctification mm. without claiming it to be a work of my own. Right. I think that's a great analogy. Thanks, Tim slash C.S. Lewis for that one. You can just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. No, I think that, I think that's excellent. Um, I wanted to just highlight a couple of the things from the commentary section. Um, so it was Abraham Booth. Mm-hmm. and John Piper. So I'm going to read the section from Abraham Booth. It's actually not all that long, so um, just, yeah, bear with me here. Speaking of justification and sanctification, he says, the distinction may be thus expressed. Justification respects the person in a legal sense, is an act, a single act of grace, and terminates in a relative change, that is, a freedom from punishment and a right to life. Sanctification regards him in a physical sense. It is a continual work of grace and terminates in a real change as to the quality of both habits and actions. The former is by righteousness without us. The latter is by holiness wrought in us. That proceeds, sorry, that proceeds as a cause. This follows as an effect. So justification proceeds as a cause and sanctification follows as an effect is essentially what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Justification is by Christ as a priest and has regard to the guilt of sin, sanctification is by him as a king, and refers to its dominion. The former deprives of its uh, damning power, the latter of its reigning power. Justification is instantaneous and complete in all its subjects. Sanctification is progressive and perfecting by degrees. Right. That, we can be sure, that those who are in Christ regardless of how or when they leave this earth, will be with Christ 
is the effect of justification. Mm -hmm. That we find ourselves growing in Christ and the temptations of sin in the flesh reducing in our lives here and now is the process of sanctification. Mm. Yeah. And John Piper touches on the the importance of not getting these backwards, right? Yes. And I kind of mentioned that before. And and as you said, the first one is not very long. Piper can't do not very long. Yeah, I'm not going to read Piper's whole <laughs> thing. I promise. <laughs> so Piper says, my exhortation would simply be, please don't get these backward. The whole world gets it all backward. Other religions get it backward. Where our works and our efforts to overcome imperfections might make us pleasing to God. You can never get there that way. God reckons us as acceptable, makes us his children, counts us as righteous, and because of that righteousness, we then spend a lifetime becoming what we already are. Well said, John. <laughs> yeah, it, so when we, when we consider what it means for God to be in the process of redeeming all things unto himself in glory, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we recognize that that will take place in its perfection. But here and now, we even see shadows of it. Mm. The process of sanctification is our experiencing the shadows of righteousness available to us through God here and now in this life. Mm -hmm. And justification seals the promise that after this life, we will receive that in full. Mm-hmm. which is a third process called glorification. Yeah. Third moment, not a process. Mm. Um, yeah. Sound like it sums it up? I think so. I, I hope we've covered it enough. Hopefully people have it straight in their heads. If not, feel free to reach out. Yeah. I. The way that we go about understanding our salvation is crucial to understanding the person, the plan of God, it's crucial to understanding how we live the Christian life. Mm. All manner of heresy comes from getting these two things confused. And also, even if it's not heresy, continuing in the burden of our own flesh, challenging whether or not we feel worthy of Christ, worthy of our salvation, mm. comes in, in getting sanctification and justification flipped mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, or applying our own efforts into justification when they don't belong when the only effort we can even arguably contribute is in our obedience to sanctification um, which is really just submission to to him right and his working in 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 and through us and in those ways <laughs> see what I, like I did again did. <laughs> <laughs> i like it in those ways what happens then is our faith in christ and our relationship with him become to us the heaviest burdens that we bear mm-hmm. because they are burdens we cannot bear but when we're able to say no, my justification is something that I have received that has been won and applied by God himself. 
then the burden of our own failure and our own battles with that one inside of us being torn between our desire for sanctification and the longings of the flesh becomes less destructive. Hmm. And we can, we can sit with Paul and say, I, I wrestle with the flesh within me. The things I want to do, I don't do. The things mm-hmm. I don't want to do, I do. Without finding ourselves made useless. Because I know that people can hear what I'm saying and they be like, oh, Tim is getting light on sin. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. That's not what Paul is. Paul's not being light on sin. No. What Paul is saying is, I can acknowledge my sin, but know that Christ has paid for me and that the, that sanctification is a process means I will go through a process hmm. and it's not going to be something completed on me, in me, immediately to the point that God is disappointed or confused hmm. as to why I'm not living perfectly, mm-hmm. right? And that frees us up to worship and to minister to others mm-hmm. and to have a relationship, a, a prayerful, personal relationship with God in freedom mm-hmm. and not in bondage. And to really then embrace what it means when the Bible says, he who the Son has set free is free indeed, because he has justified us. Mm-hmm. And so we are free indeed. And we are growing in the shadows of what will be perfect righteousness at our glorification through the process of sanctification because of the Holy Spirit's work in us. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a resource of Memorial Baptist Church in Stratford, Ontario, in cooperation with the Gospel Coalition of Canada and is produced by Alex Walker. See you later. See ya. Mm-hmm.